You've heard enough about what I think of Penn State's first month of the season. So today we will talk to Adam Bittner, the digital sports producer from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, and get his thoughts on what he has seen out of the Nittany Lions through the months of September before we flip over into a very challenging and interesting month of October. I'm Kevin McGuire. This is Locked on Nittany Lions. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Let's go ahead and get started. You are Locked on Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Make sure you head on over there for all your car parts needs and tell them that Locked On sent you. What's going on, everybody? My name is Kevin McGuire. I'm the host here of Locked On Nittany Lions, where we talk about Penn State football every Monday through Friday. So if you need a Penn State podcast fix first thing in the morning as you're sipping your coffee, make Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen of the day. And we appreciate everybody who's been supporting the podcast in recent weeks. We've been having uh, the best weeks ever for three weeks running. We'll see if this week can keep that trend going. But bottom line is the podcast is getting out there. More people are checking it out and sharing it with their friends and their family and their fellow Penn State fans. And I could not be more thankful for that support you guys are giving the podcast not only are you checking us out on the odyssey app but you're also catching us on apple Podcasts, on spotify uh, google Podcasts. however you get your podcast make sure you're checking out locked on nittany lines for your first listen of the day and of course we're also on youtube if you haven't called on to that already hop on over to the youtube channel go to youtube search for locked on nittany lines we'll also have the link in our description and we also put it out on twitter all the time but if you are watching this on youtube first of all hey how's it going you look great today yeah awesome thanks for stopping by uh, make sure you leave a thumbs up for this video as well as leaving a comment down below with some of your thoughts on the first month of the season for Penn State we do like to highlight some of the top comments that we get on our YouTube page in an upcoming podcast episode so if you have something to share and you think it's worthy of being included maybe I'll think the same as well so leave those comments at any time of course you can also reach out to us on our Twitter account at Locked on Nittany give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Locked on Nittany we're also on Instagram as well, Instagram.com slash LockedOnNitney. I think that checks off every item on my to-do list. But before I get into our interview with Adam Bittner, I do want to stress that this is a big week for Penn State and one that I'm very much looking forward to. If you're a Penn State player or a coach who lost to Indiana to start off your 2020 season on an extremely wrong foot last year, then this is a game that has to be circled on your calendar. We will be talking a lot about this Indiana game in the next couple of episodes. We've got a Locked On crossover episode coming up with Jacob from Locked On Hoosiers. That's going to be coming up for you guys on our Thursday edition of the podcast. And we're also going to be talking to our old friend Jack Grossman from ESPN 680. Uh, He's going to be hopping on uh, tomorrow on the podcast, and we're going to bring him back. We had him on last year giving his thoughts on Indiana going into the season opener. And he made the bold prediction that Indiana could win that game. And I did not believe him. I give him tremendous credit for uh, going out on the limb there. Indiana had a very good year last year. Uh, I don't think it's going to be quite the same story this weekend. But I am looking forward to bringing Jack back onto the show as well. Because people want guests on the podcast. I agree. I want to get some more guests involved. And we've got some more lined up as the season rolls along. We're going to have some good crossover fun as well with some of the other Locked On hosts. So now is a great time to be on board with Locked On Nittany Lions. But without further ado, let's get into our conversation with Adam Bittner, digital sports producer for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. 
We're at the end of the month of September, basically. So now it's a good time to kind of check in and get some general thoughts and takeaways on everything we've seen from Penn State football so far this season. Things seem to be going pretty well, but you've heard enough from me over the course of the past few episodes. So let's bring in a guest, Adam Bettner, sports producer for Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, coming back onto the podcast. It's been a little bit of time since we've had you on here, Adam, but hopefully all things are going well for you over the past month. How's it going over there? Oh, it's going great. The uh, weather's finally getting to the point where you can sit outside comfortably again. That's my favorite time of year, so I'm excited. It is a really nice weather time, right? This is like the perfect time. The last couple of days, you know, certainly where I am, have been very cool. We've got some rain here and there, but like th this past weekend was absolutely gorgeous as far as I'm concerned. It feels like, for me, the perfect college football weather. I don't know if you're a big fan of this time of year for college football weather as well, but I would imagine you probably are. Uh, it's my favorite time of year when it's all crisp outside. But even when, you know, you don't want to take these September days for granted because it's the only time you really get between when it's terribly humid in August and when it starts getting nippy in October and, and November. So this is, you know, I cherish these late September days. Yeah, late September, early October. That's the prime uh, weather time for me. And it has been really hot and humid uh, throughout the rest of the summer. So I think we deserve this kind of a break. But you know what else, Adam? Penn State's been kind of... Uh, rocking and rolling so far this season. I want to get your kind of general opinion and uh, just reflections on everything we've seen from the first month of the season. I have said that it's uh, you could not have asked for too much more as far as I'm concerned, but that doesn't mean that there isn't work to be done. I think that that's pretty much the general consensus, but I'm very curious to see, you know, just overall general takeaways from the first four games of the season as Penn State's getting ready to go into October with the return of Big Ten play. Yeah, I think the last time I was on with you, we were talking about, you know, initial, you know, record projections and all of that. And I was thinking about, you know, Penn State as an eight and four, nine and three type team. And, um, you know, I think they've exceeded those expectations so far. And I think a lot of what makes this difficult, this team difficult to analyze for me is what standard are we holding this team to? Are we holding it to a, a college football playoff standard? Are we holding it to a you know, maybe compete for a Big Ten title like you did in 2016 standard, uh, 10 win standard. I don't know yet. And I think that's that's what I think we're going to get an answer to in October is, um, you know, can can we start really having some expectations for this team um, or or should we still be in the more cautious optimism um, stage with with maybe more modest expectations compared to what we've seen from Penn State, you know, excluding last year, but, you know, the the Cotton Bowl appearance and the Fiesta Bowl appearance and all that, you know, all those, all those new year six appearances they had is, is that the type of team we're looking at? Um, I think that's, that's kind of, I'm in a wait and see mode. And I, I, I think it's a very interesting team for that reason that none of this feels, I think in, in some past seasons, you kind of expected who Penn state was going to beat and expected who they were going to lose to. And I don't really know what way any of these games, these last eight games are really going to go. And I think that makes it kind of exciting. I think what also makes it kind of interesting moving forward is, you know, looking away from Penn State, you're seeing some good starts by some other teams. You know, Michigan has played pretty well. I know they had a little bit of a shaky performance against Rutgers, but overall, I think Michigan has been doing what they expect to do. And then Michigan State has gotten off to a pretty good start as well. And then Ohio State, I still think Ohio State is going to be really good. I'm not going to kid anybody there. But, you know, even they have a little bit of a concern about, you know, just what kind of level they're going to be on consistently so th this whole entire big 10 east 
looks like it is going to be a pretty fantastic race. And there could be some beating each other up along the way. But yeah, I think what Penn State has done through the first four weeks of the season is instill some confidence in a program that was looking to do just that and kind of prove to everybody that maybe 2020 should be given a little bit of a pass. You know, you know, I'm not trying to make excuses for what happened in 2020, but I do feel like you know, through four games, they've done enough to suggest that you know, last year was kind of the exception to the rule, but obviously there's still more to come. Yeah, I think they've put themselves in a, in a position where, um, you know, I think everyone kind of has their, their eyes on the playoff right now, right? Because Penn State's number four and they're in the spot where they're, you know, you want to be. But I think if you can win maybe two of these four games against ranked teams that you have left, have those other two ranked wins already under your belt, um, I think you know they have a chance to make this a very satisfying season, even if they don't reach the absolute pinnacle of what people want from them. Um, and I think with the number one recruiting class currently ranked on on rivals right now, that's that's the type of thing that really gives you momentum to keep that going and 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 really compete with Ohio State on a year in year out basis. Put yourself in the conversation with those playoff teams, and I think that's really an important thing too. Is that even if Penn State doesn't make the playoff, we've seen in this playoff era how ESPN makes the entire focus of the season playoff, 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 playoff. And for a, a lot of years, it's kind of been set in stone which teams were going to make it. And Penn State didn't get that oxygen supply that that some of the other teams like your Clemson's and your Oklahoma's did. Um, and I think this year with, with you know Clemson looking not so great, um, Oklahoma has proven to be pretty vulnerable so far, even though they've gotten by with the, on the skin of their teeth. Um, even Ohio State has not looked great at times. I think there's there's some more intrigue and, and theater here, and I think Penn State has a chance to, you know, if they don't make the playoff, at least be in that conversation and get some of that oxygen. And I think that's the type of thing you need to break this logjam nationally that, that some of these power programs that seem to be in the playoff every year have. It's never too late for college football fans to get in on daily fantasy football and the prize picks app is where you want to be if you want to get started in as little as 60 seconds. All you have to do is go to the Apple Store or the Google Play Store, search for the prize picks app, download it, get set up with again within 60 seconds and then you can start making your picks for this upcoming weekend of college football. All you have to do is select two to five players and then you just pick whether or not they're going to go over or under a variety of statistical projections. It's really easy to get started and they've got a great promotion going on right now. When you use the promo code locked on, they are going to give you a 100% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit up to $100. So no matter what you're putting into your account, they're going to give you up to $100 when you use the promo code. That's free money to get you started with some daily college fantasy football. Why not take advantage of it this weekend on the Prize Picks app? Once again, available on the Apple Store and the Google Play Store. Penn State's got another big home game coming up this weekend in Happy Valley. So again, you may be getting ready to plan your tailgate. Of course, the most important part of your tailgate is getting there. And if you need anything for your car or your truck or your RV before you hit the road this weekend, make sure you go over to rockauto.com and find all the parts you need at reliably low prices. All you have to do is go to rockauto.com. You enter the make and model of your car or your truck or even your RV, and it brings you up their entire catalog of everything they have specifically available 
for your vehicle. It's really easy to use. That's why people keep coming back to it. This is a family business that's been in business for 20 years. And the reason that is because they know what it takes to make this as stress-free a process as you need. Nobody likes buying parts for their car, especially when there's a time crunch before a big game this weekend. Find all the parts that you need before you hit the road this weekend from rockauto.com. Don't forget to say locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. I think uh, in general, college football fans that don't have a vested rooting interest in one of those teams that is regularly in the playoff is just been waiting for the opportunities to come around where maybe their team is going to pounce on the uh, the opportunities that are opening up. And you just mentioned, you know, Clemson has lost two games already. So they're as far as our playoff hopes are concerned, are looking very dire, uh, to say the least. Uh, Oklahoma has looked shaky, like you mentioned, and like I mentioned as well, Ohio State has shown some vulnerability. Uh, but aside from Alabama and Georgia, you know, Oregon beating Ohio State kind of changed or started to change the entire landscape of this discussion moving forward, where the doors seem to be opening for a team to, you know, break into the college football playoff, possibly for the first time as a program. And Penn State, again, still a very challenging road ahead with some of the games that they have on their schedule. But Penn State may be putting something together where maybe they can be the team that can take advantage. So I ask you, Adam. What's the biggest thing that's going to hold them back from being able to do that? I think there's been a lot of talk this week about the running game, right? Because it, it didn't look like it's supposed to look against a team like Villanova. Um, and, and I think it's, again, it, it kind of goes back to, to what standard are we holding this team to for me? Because um, I, you know, I think a lot of people have made a good point that, that this Mike Yersich offense um, you know, doesn't need necessarily need to have a running game that that's rolling to work to put up numbers. Um, you know, we've seen that at every stop that he's made along the way. Um, and, and what we've seen from Penn State might be, you know, closer to how it's supposed to look than than maybe some people think. Um, I, I think that maybe is a bit of a contrast with 2016 when Joe Moorhead came in and brought in the offense that's been so successful at Penn State. Um, you know, for the last several years, where it took Penn State some time. Uh, to kind of get there. I, I don't get the impression that, that you know, when you have two t- big time wins like Penn state does under their belt, when you have, um, you know, Sean Clifford look as good as he did against Auburn. I, I think this team is further along in the development curve. Um, the, the question is how much of a component is the running game supposed to be? Um, and, and I think, you know, that might be in, an area con- for concern. Um certainly against a team like Iowa coming up in a couple of weeks where it's, you think about it as hard nosed, um, a bruising type of game. Um, I, I think that's going to be a very interesting test of, of what this offense is going to look like and what it can do. Um, I, I think if it, if it really highlights Penn state's athleticism and uh, maybe some of the size with some of these tight ends, Theo Johnson, Brenton strange, um, you know, I, I think that could speak well of, of how well this offense can work without a running game. That's, um, you know, looking explosive at all times like it did back in the Saquon Barkley era. Um, so I, I, I think that I can see the argument why some people might see it, see it as a place for concern. But I also I think that's what also makes things interesting going forward is seeing how much of a component is it really and how essential is that running game um, to the way this offense is supposed to look rather than, you know, what we might have become used to over the last five years or so. I think that's a very good point. Obviously, 
big plays through the air have been there. And Penn State's going to continue to take uh, how many chances per game. And they're not going to hit on every one of them. But if they just hit on a couple of them, they're going to be in pretty good shape, I think, as far as the offense is concerned. I think what worries me, though, is at some point you do have to run the football, you would think, at least a little bit. And what we haven't really seen is the offensive line really getting much of a push uh, to allow that running game to prosper, even if it's not supposed to be a major part of whatever this Mike Yersich offense is going to be. I think for the more casual fan, it would probably be a little bit more encouraging if they were at least getting something a little bit more consistently out of the running game. Uh, but I do want to kind of take a look, you know, look back at this first month of the season. Uh, you know, we already mentioned you know, a couple of really good wins under their belt, Wisconsin and Auburn. But given what we've seen out of Wisconsin, do you, do you take any value away from that opening win on, against the Badgers in week one? Because, Wisconsin is another team that is having some serious offensive concerns themselves. Obviously, this final score against Notre Dame, I don't think is indicative of exactly how that game played out. Uh, but the, the bottom just fell out from Wisconsin. But again, uh, they've got some quarterback issues over there. So do you, do you reassess what we have seen from Penn State, given what we've seen some of the other teams do? Or do you just, you know, just move ahead and just focus on whatever comes next? Well, I think because that was was on the road the first week of the season, um, I think in context it was still still a good win. Is is Wisconsin going to turn out to be the type of team we thought they were going to be after that game was over? Um, you know, I think that remains to be seen. Graham, Graham Mertz looked really bad in that game, um, and and I think you wonder is is you know is Paul Christ even in trouble up there? I think it's possible if if he can if Graham Mertz continues to play like that. Um, but I think in context of you know it's the first week, it's on the road. You're you're implementing a new offense. You're playing what should still be one of the toughest defenses in the Big Ten. Um, you play poorly in the first half. You get off to a rough start, and you find a way to gut out a win against that team. Um, I think in context, it is it is still a very big win. And um, if this team goes on to do anything important, I think you're going to look back at that kind of as a reverse of the Indiana game last year where, um, you know, it felt like Penn State lost that game, lost the following week against Ohio State, and and the wheels kind of fell off. I think this was – that game we're going to look back kind of as, as a rallying point, um, you know, regardless of, of how Wisconsin finishes the season. So, um, yeah, I can see both sides of the argument. Is it as impressive for your playoff resume and, and looking forward? Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be talking about that win in terms of – um, an asset to Penn State's resume, but I do think in, in terms of building confidence and, and um, you know, shaking off the rust of 2020, I think it, it's still going to be pretty significant. I want to take a quick second to take a look at the latest lines that are available on Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts, just to see what the temperature was for this Penn State-Indiana game coming up this weekend. And my mind was actually blown when I saw that Penn State, as I'm recording this, is a 12-point favorite against the Indiana Hoosiers at home. That is a good amount of confidence, I think, in the Nittany Lions from the folks over at Bet Online, And so you may want to be taking advantage of this because that's a pretty good widespread margin there. I don't know which way I want to go on it, to be honest with you. I think that Penn State is clearly a better team than Indiana, but 12 points better? I don't know. It might be a little bit too risky for me. I might go Indiana plus 12, but you are free to make your own decisions and may the best pick win. If you want to get involved with the Penn State line this weekend or any other line around college football or the NFL or the playoff races as they start to heat up in Major League Baseball, you want to head to BetOnline right now. BetOnline.ag, you sign up for a free account, and when you make your initial deposit, make sure you use the promo code NFL100, and BetOnline is going to give you a 
100% welcome bonus on top of that initial deposit. You heard me right, a 100% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. No limit to that either. So whatever you put in there, you use the promo code NFL100, BetOnline is basically gonna double that for you. Lots of opportunities to get involved with some bets this weekend, and the best place to do that is the best and easiest place to place all of your sports bets, including college football. And that, of course, is with BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Speaking of confidence, I don't think there's a more confident player right now on Penn State's roster than quarterback Sean Clifford, who, in my mind, has been playing so much better than he did at the start of last season. And I don't think anybody's going to disagree with that. Obviously, coming off his first career 400-yard passing game, just the second time that's ever happened in Penn State history, joining none other than Christian Hackenberg. So that's pretty cool company, I suppose. Uh, But I do think that one of the biggest things that we've seen from Sean Clifford is he's not foreseeing something that's not there. And I felt like that was what got him into a lot of trouble early on last season, eventually led to his benching. I think that was a, a big reason why Penn State was digging so many holes last year. He hasn't been making those mistakes so far this season. I wonder, can you trust him to keep that level of play going? Do you trust him to uh, avoid making those kinds of mistakes? Or is he bound to trip up somewhere along the way? Well, I think I think part of the reason he's been able to um, maybe put some of that, those struggles behind him is that he's had more guys that, that look like serious targets to me than he did a year ago. Um, you know, Parker Washington was only emerging last season. He wasn't kind of this this more reliable number two that you've got behind Jahan Dotson. Um, the, the, the tight ends really took a little while to, to kind of get cooking, but once they did late last season, you started to feel a little bit better during that um, four-game winning streak. And I think Keandre Lambert-Smith is another guy who's impressed me um, you know, kind of as a third wide out. And I think part of the, I think Sean Clifford's been in an interesting spot, right? Because he was so reliant on Pat Fryermuth and KJ Hamler at the beginning of his career when he was the young guy and he was trying to figure out his place in this offense. Um, and, and those guys were so good. I mean, they're, they're doing great and doing very well in the pros. And I think it was very natural as a young quarterback to, to want to lean on those guys. And I think it also then became natural for him to, you know, view his offense in that way of, um, you know, feeling like you can always look for those one or two guys and, and everything will be okay at the college level. And I don't I don't think Penn State's personnel is quite that this season, um, or at least it wasn't last season. I think now he's learning, I can distribute the ball. I have four or five serious targets that I can rely on, um, you know, when I need to. And I think that's made it easier for him. So I think, yes, there's, there's a component of um, – Clifford's playing better, but I also think this offense is better than it was a year ago. And I think for a quarterback, um, that's a really important, you know, distinction to make. Absolutely. So we've gone through four games of the season. Penn State's got that revenge game opportunity this weekend at home against the Indiana Hoosiers. Indiana's been riding a little bit of a roller coaster season already with a couple of losses at, you know, a bad loss against Iowa in their opener, uh, a back and forth game for a while against Cincinnati before Cincinnati just kind of pulls away. Pretty Cincinnati team, by the way. But, you know, where is Indiana, do you think? coming into this uh, Beaver Stadium this weekend for a primetime game. A little bit of a stripe out as well in Beaver Stadium. So what's that atmosphere you think going to be like for Indiana? And can Indiana do it again to Penn State? Um, I don't think so. I think Indiana is a much better program. Um, I think the the rise that they made to be threatening for a New Year's Six Bowl, which I still think they deserve, by the way, with the record they had. um, Last year, absolutely. I 100% agree. Yeah, I think that they deserve that New Year's Six bid. I think they got hosed, but I'm not sure that, the, you know, under under normal circumstances, would they have held up 
um, as well as they did under last year's circumstances. I'm not sure. I think they're still, I think they're a program on the rise. I think, you know, they're getting to a point of maybe being a Michigan State in this conference or, um, you know, a Wisconsin or an Iowa, a team that you think Penn State should beat, um, you know, most years. Uh, but that's not going to be an easy out. And that's that's kind of the way I'm looking at them. Um, I think Penn State should win this weekend. I don't think it should be particularly dramatic like it was last year. Um, you know, but I don't expect them to roll over either. So that's that's kind of my read on them at this point. So you've seen four games of Penn State this season. Are you ready to reassess any preseason prediction? Where Where do you think Penn State goes from here with these next two months of the season? Yeah, I'm willing. I'm willing to revise the forecast up a little bit. I think I think ten and two is very doable. Um, you know, I, I don't. When I look at these four games against ranked teams that they have remaining, um, I think it's really hard to ask Penn State to win all of them. I think it might be hard to ask them to win three of those four. But I think two is is very realistic because I don't think any of those teams are so dramatically better than Penn State that they shouldn't be able to compete. Um, I, I think all of these games are going to be competitive. I think Ohio State, like you said. It's still Ohio State. They're still really good. Um, but Penn State has been in dogfights with much better Ohio State teams in recent years. So I expect them to be competitive in all four of those games. I, I just think with two of the biggest ones on the road, um, you know, at, well, I think, I guess three of them are on the road because they have to play Michigan State as well. So you got Michigan State, Iowa, Ohio State. If you can win one of those and win that that game against Michigan at home, I think that's that's a great season for Penn State. And I'm, I'm willing to say they'll get there. I'll say... 10 and 2 probably I, I think they'll probably at least be 9 and 3 and and I think they have a really good shot at 10 and 2. Yeah, I'm in the 10 and 2 boat as well. Uh I still think the road game at Iowa is probably going to trip them up if I'm just being honest. It's my gut reaction right now. I think that that's a possible loss. I think they can beat Michigan at home. I think they can go on the road. We'll see what happens with Michigan State. You know, by the time that game comes around, who knows what the seasons are going to be like. Uh but Ohio State is uh, a game that still I think uh, Ohio State's probably the favorite <laughs> if we're looking at that way down the line. Uh, but yeah, 10-2 seems like it's very capable right now. If they can win at Iowa, I might go 11-1 because <laughs> I don't know if they'll lose a second game. But I, I think we're in the same kind of conversation right now. I think Penn State is heading towards certainly a January 1st bowl game. Uh, can they get into a New Year's Six bowl game? 10-2 can probably get them there. Uh, we'll, we'll have to just wait and see how this all plays out. Adam, it was good to have you on the Locked on the Alliance podcast. Once again, we will do this again, I'm sure. I want to give you a couple minutes. Take all the time you want. Kind of plug whatever you got going on. How can people follow you? What do you have going on that people should be looking for? Yeah, my stuff will be on um, post-gazette.com. I do weekly bowl projections, so kind of going going along with the conversation we just had. Um, I'll be showing you what the, the national experts are showing you each week and are saying each week and, and, and kind of keeping an eye on, on, on where Penn state stock is. Um, so definitely check those out each Monday. Um, we'll also be doing some uh, helping new bias, Wilborn, Andrew Destin, our student reporter, um, up at Penn state in happy Valley. Um, those guys do great work covering this team and I'm, I'm always happy to help them out. And if you're a Steelers fan, be sure to check out all of our Steelers coverage. We've, we've been flooding the internet after this loss to Cincinnati this, this past week. So, um, Check all of that out whenever you get the chance, and, and we'd love to have you as a subscriber. Pat Fryermuth did score a touchdown, though, right? He did. He did. So if you're a Penn State, if you're a Penn State Steelers fan, it wasn't a total loss. Yeah, I guess so. But you know, I'm an <laughs> Eagles fan, so I'm kind of uh, licking my wounds a little bit this week. Uh, Michael Parsons all over Jalen Hurts on Monday night. So uh, Michael Parsons, 
off to a pretty good start. Pat Frymuth with a touchdown. Adafi Owe had a big play the other week, too. So some good stuff early on from these Penn State rookies. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, that's what that's what recruits look at, too. And I think Penn State has three really good guys to hold up and say, hey, this is what you can be if you come here. So um, there's a lot to be optimistic about if you're a Penn State fan right now. Definitely better than last October. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, amazing what a year uh, difference can make. So, Adam, it was good to talk to you again. Again, we will have you on again soon. We'll put the uh, links to all that stuff you had uh, in our show notes for this pe- uh, podcast episode. So if anyone wants to go into the show notes, click that through. Uh, give Adam a follow on Twitter as well. Adam, thanks again. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Kevin. This was great. My thanks once again to Adam Bittner, the digital sports producer for Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, for joining me in today's episode of the podcast. Again, we will have links to everything he just mentioned in the show notes for this episode on whatever audio podcasting platform we have. Of course, make sure you hop on by our YouTube channel. Give this video a thumbs up if you enjoyed this kind of conversation, you want more of this. And of course, leave a comment down below letting us know your reactions and your thoughts to some of the stuff that we discussed in today's episode. No YouTube comment of the day. We'll try to return to that in very near future but thank you so much for supporting the youtube channel as well as all the different podcasting mediums including the odyssey app and of course we're also on apple Podcasts and spotify you can also follow us on twitter at locked on nittany and don't forget to like our facebook page at facebook.com slash locked on nittany and i thank you once again for making locked on nittany lines your first listen of the day if you want your second listen of the day hop on over to the locked on bets podcast because your boy q and handicapping expert lee sterling they're getting you all set for all the action that's still to come this college football weekend. They're also going to be taking a look at the daily Major League Baseball schedule as the pennant races and the playoff positions come down to the final finish line. Lots of exciting stuff happening around the world of sports. And your boy Q and Lee Sterling over on Locked Up Bets, they've got you all covered. It's brought to you by our friends by betonline.ag. So make sure you hop on over there and for your second listen of the day. My name is Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Check out all of my Penn State coverage over on NittanyLionsWire.com, a part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. And, of course, I'm a contributor to Athlon Sports as well. So make sure you check on all the game previews that we've got you covered for over there, getting you set for the upcoming weekend of college football. It's going to be a fun one, guys, and we look forward to continuing these conversations with you. Again, in tomorrow's episode, we'll have Jack Roseman from ESPN 680 joining me to talk a little bit about the Indiana Hoosiers and of course we've got our crossover edition with jacob from locked on hoosiers podcast coming up for you on thursday have a great day everybody thank you so much for listening thank you for watching and i'll talk to you all again very soon